on the phone to talk all things Patriots and some high school sports as well. We've got the sports editor of the Boston Herald, Justin Pelletier, formerly of the Lewis and Sun Journal. And uh, first of all, Justin, I'm on bostonherald.com right now, and I see a lot of Patriots coverage. I see Belichick had some stuff to say about the Rams offense. Give us an update on what the Patriots are talking about here. As I know the Super Bowl is not this Sunday, but it, it'll be here before we know it. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the, uh, well, in, in typical Patriots fashion, they're not saying much. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the the silence now. Uh, uh, even Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, was on the podium yesterday, and he had a little bit of fun. Like you can tell, Rob Gronkowski's feeling better from whatever he was having a problem with this year, because he was up there and he was joking. He's been on Twitter this week, um, uh, being more exuberant. He was in that little video with Tom Brady after the win over the Chiefs uh, at the airport, and so. You know, you, you see a little bit more coming out of him, and you have to think that, uh, you know, he will kind of woke up against that Kansas City game. I feel like someone said that he might do that uh, last time uh, he was on the air with you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and uh, by the way, I was only two points off of my prediction this week. Well done. Um, I said uh, I said Patriots by eight, and they ended up being uh, way by six. You're so, almost as good uh, as Tony Romo at predicting things, I think. Yeah, uh, no, almost close. My goodness, is that incredible? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, so Gronkowski's obviously feeling better. He was on the podium yesterday. He had some, you know, some canned things to say. But if you read between the lines and you look at his body language, that to me was the most indicative of, of, of Rob Gronkowski yesterday. Is the body language? Uh, he'd come to the podium a couple of times earlier this year, and he'd been you know, not his normal Gronk self. And he was closer to that yesterday, I think, at the podium. Uh, now, whether that was coached up or – or, but I don't think – Gronkowski usually doesn't get coached when he's doing these things. He's usually pretty well off the cuff um, with respect to the rules, of course. But So I think you saw a lot out of him yesterday in terms of, of the mood. Um, you know, everybody else was kind of standard chung and, and, uh, and whatnot. But uh, uh, I think I, – I think – they're saying the right things. They're going to do the right things. You know, I don't know if they can play the uh, the uh, underdog card anymore, given that they opened. <laughs> although they opened, they technically opened as one point dogs before being uh, now a two point favor, two and a half point favor. So I don't <laughs> think they can play that card anymore. But uh, no, on, on Herald.com too, we have a special Super Bowl section uh, that we're launching today. Uh, it'll be just BostonHerald.com slash Super Bowl. That'll have oh. all of our Super Bowl coverage. It'll have uh, Patriots news. It'll have uh, our sister papers uh, in Southern California, uh, all their news will be pumped into there from the Rams side. Nice. Uh, we will have, uh, yeah, we will have uh, Super Bowl ads, Super Bowl uh, party treats, all that other stuff. I'll all be there as well. So uh, we're, we're hitting that pretty good. We're going we're gonna to have a pretty good section there. Uh, that should hit uh, just after noon today, I think. We're going to launch that. So, awesome. Uh, so fun to watch for. Check that out, bostonherald.com slash Super Bowl. Um, I know we're you know, it's all about the Patriots right now. However, I'm a baseball guy at heart, and the Hall of Fame did make their official mm-hmm. uh, selection. Well, the baseball writers, the announcement was made, the official selections for the Baseball Hall of Fame this week. And uh, I, I see the article talking about how, you know, Edgar Martinez getting in, good sign for David Ortiz. But what are your personal thoughts on the, the guys who got voted in this year? Well, you know, it's funny because I know uh, I know our, our esteemed friend Maddie B uh, is probably ecstatic that there are two Yankees, uh, two guys with Yankees ties going in this year. But uh, obviously, Mariano Rivera was a no doubter, and I'm very, very happy that Bill Ballou from the Worcester uh, paper uh, <laughs> changed his mind yeah. 
uh, and, and made that a unanimous selection because he absolutely deserved it. And that's not saying that others didn't deserve it before him, but I'm glad that that stigma is gone now and that people might actually, uh, those who deserve it. I mean, to me, it's hard for me because, you know, what makes a guy a Hall of Famer this year compared to two years ago, compared to four years ago, why does that change, right? I mean, why does why do people become all of a sudden a Hall of Famer one year when they weren't the year before, uh, or vice versa? You know, people who drop in, uh, in, in percentage always amaze me because, you know, you, if, if as a voter you thought that player X deserved to be in the Hall of Fame in 2002, but in 2003 you didn't vote for him, that's a little odd to me. Yeah, part of the problem uh, is that 10-vote limit, right? So, like, some years you have new candidates who are so good and you, you, you fill out your ballot, but you're left voting for 10 people when you really would have voted for, you know, like 14 if you could, but you can't. But, but the, yeah. you know, the flip side of that, though, is that there are usually those people that made it the year before are gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so this year, four made it, right? So those four people are not going to be on next year's ballot. So even if someone picked 10 people this year, theoretically, probably, probably, given the percentages, probably – Three, probably two or three of those are gone, and next year's class is next year's class. The only new addition with legit cred uh, is probably going to be Derek Jeter. Right. So there there is no excuse next year, in a, for instance, for someone to have voted for someone this year and not vote for them next year. And so it'll be interesting to, to follow that. It, it, that kind of you know is, is a pet peeve of mine. That said, I don't know that Mike Messina should have gotten in. Mm. To be fair, I, I just he's the one guy on the on the on the list. That I just don't see being. He, he was a very, very good player. He was a great player, but was he a, a Hall of Fame player? I don't know. I, I just I don't know. But one thing is for sure to me is that if Mike Messina is in, so should Kurt Schilling be. Ah, and I think that, yes. That's the thing because Kurt Schilling was a far better pitcher in his career than Mike Messina was, and this award is is about. You know, and I understand. Okay, I understand that from the character clause. I understand excluding the steroid users or the suspected steroid users, right? Because of the character clause in, in that you can invoke if you're voting. There's a character clause when you vote. Yeah. In the in the uh, instructions on how to vote, Kurt Schilling doesn't have that. Or shouldn't have that problem. What people have a problem with Schilling has nothing to do with his playing years has nothing to do with his years affiliated with baseball. It has everything to do with post-baseball. Yeah. And if you invoke the character clause there, then to me you're not standing on the right ground because it, any character flaw you assume he has. Now, let's, let's remember, um, uh, there's a large segment of the population that, that doesn't believe he has any character issues at all um, because they happen to fall on one side of a political fence. But, you know, from, from a player's standpoint, from a time-in-baseball standpoint, I don't see how you can get Mike Messina in and Kirk Schilling not, based on their, their pure numbers. Um, what he says on Twitter, what he does with a private business, and, and uh, built Rhode Island out of millions of dollars, <laughs> that has no bearing, no bearing on his, his viability as a Hall of Fame candidate. Yeah, yeah. I was, playing I was, days in baseball, and that's what, that's what bothered me about that. I was, I was going to say, like, you know, political views are one thing, but it's another thing when you're defrauding the state of Rhode Island and <laughs> promoting conspiracy theories and sure, stuff. But again, but yeah. again, the, the Just 75 million. The <laughs> around baseball. The character yeah. was around baseball, and that's why the steroid guys, I don't agree with keeping them out, but I understand mm. them being kept out. 
uh, showing has everything to do with everything outside of baseball. And I don't agree with his politics, but I understand that he has those views, and he doesn't necessarily need to be punished for having those views after a stellar yeah. baseball career. It's kind of amazing. I mean, I agree Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. It's just kind of amazing that he decided to go after the very people who are responsible for voting him in. It's like, well, <laughs> that wasn't the smartest thing to do in the world, start attacking journalists. No, you're right, <laughs> and, and, but that, that also speaks to me. That also speaks to um, <laughs> voters who are um, voters who are not voting to me the right way. Mm-hmm, right. Um, because you're, you're judging, again, you know, same, same thing with, um, and, and if Pete Rose were ever to become eligible, right? If Pete Rose were ever to become eligible, his induction or his vote would depend squarely on whether people believe his career before the betting issues was worth being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's. Um, I I don't think Pete Rose. I, I don't think he'll go in while he's alive. I think maybe years from now. Because, you know, gambling, obviously, we, we talked about this before, how people's views on gambling are changing as we see it, right? But, like, baseball for many years has had that big, that's a that's a line you don't cross, is gambling on the game. Oh, 100%, yeah. 100%, but, but at the same time, um, and, and, and no, I, I don't disagree that he should have been suspended and all this other stuff, but you're right, things are, things are changing on that. Yeah. And I think you're also right. I don't think, uh, well, he couldn't get in anyway because he's long past his eligibility, got past his his time in baseball, right? So right. He'd have to get in on a veterans committee yeah. uh, or something to that effect. So, um, but, uh, all right, so this is kind of an awkward transition, but it made me think of something. Okay. Uh, someone brought up a, a tweet this week, uh, posed this question, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. Oh. Uh, someone who follows multiple sports. Um, I know where I stand on it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you, let you uh, pontificate here a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady has now played, uh, this is 2019, and he has played since 2001. Uh, someone on, someone on, uh, on a social media network posed this question, and I believe it to be true. If you took Tom Brady's 2001 through 2010, and he never played another snap after 2010, he would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If you took his 2010 through 2019, and he never played a snap before that, He'd also be a Hall of Famer. You take a guy with a, a long career and you split it exactly in two, could you say that he's a Hall of Famer on both sides of that split? Good point. And Tom Brady, that's how ridiculous Tom Brady and his stats are. Can you think of any other athletes where you could possibly say that about? Where you take an exact split of a longish career. Kareem? And you say this guy's a Hall of Famer on both sides of that split. It's, it's a really interesting question, right? I yeah, mean, Michael it's, Jordan. It speaks to longevity, and it speaks. He to literally divided his career in half on both sides. Yeah. Well, I, um, Dave just mentioned Michael Jordan because you could. He literally divided his career into two halves, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, but okay. So, but look at the years he played. Right? What was it? Nineteen eighty-eight or eighty-nine? When was his rookie year? Oh, I think it was before then. Didn't he hit that famous shot against? Uh, North Carolina, uh, well, he was on North Carolina, famous shot to win the uh, NCAA championship in the early 80s. Let's see, hold on. 84-85 was his rookie year. So, okay, okay, well, then, then, then no, then I don't think you could, because if you take his career, what year did his career end? Well, it depends on what you, <laughs> he, he, remember, he, reti- he retired twice, right? The second time he retired. Right, no, 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 completely, completely done. His, his second retirement after he was completely okay. done. Okay, he retired 
from the Wizards in 2003. Okay, so from 1985 to 2003, what's the halfway point there? Uh, <laughs> well, 13 seasons, so your halfway point looking like, right? yeah, about when he retired the first time was the halfway point, really. Okay, so yeah. 94. So is he a Hall of Famer in 1984 to 1994, and is he a Hall of Famer from 1994 to 2003? I think the first part, absolutely. And the second right. part, he did win three straight NBA titles, and then, but then he retired Time again. in the Wizards, though. Kind of, at that point, you're thinking the career is a little bit too short. If you only take the past, uh, the career after his first retirement, but yeah, no, 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 no. Like, so, so I'm talking about equal time, right? So you take whatever his career was, you take it equal time. Yeah. So if his career went from let, let's pretend it was '84 to 2004 for easy math, you take just '84 to '94, and then you take just '94 to '04. Right. You see a Hall of Famer in both of those decades. Mm. The first one, absolutely, because he he was an all star literally every single season. Uh, <laughs> the second well, part, exactly, I, I would argue that he is. I think that's a very good example. Yeah, but there, it, it's interesting if you look at, at at how many athletes, and there are very very few that you could say that about. Yeah, Kobe Bryant sure. is the one that could possibly that you could possibly do that with. I would right? say I would say Kareem Abdul Jabbar, uh, absolutely, probably. He had a sure. He had a um, fourteen year. No, he had more than that. Let's see here. Oscar Robertson. Yeah, there's there's some NBA guys who had oh he had a twenty yeah he had twenty year career Kareem did and so and he was an all star literally every season except one <laughs> so <Right>. yeah <laughs> and there's another but you know if if you look across you know most athletes who are in the Hall of Fame especially in football now football is a different animal altogether especially in football right. it'd be hard to do that with because their body of work is such a short yes. amount of time uh, one one really one, one really good example uh, Terrell Davis. Yeah, short career. You, you, you tell me, how many years did Terrell Davis play football without looking it up? I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. I'm going to guess he played football for like five seasons. Okay, so I believe, I believe, and you now you can look it up because now, now okay. you can prove me wrong. I believe it's six. I believe it's six. Okay. But only four of them did he play the entire season. He played, his rookie year was 95. He played, it says here he played, looks like seven seasons. So, okay. And how many of those did he play 16 games? He played 16 games twice in his career. Now, <laughs> and, and he is yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, and so, and if you look at, it, he really only played like four like real seasons, right? Okay. So, like right. his rookie year, he played 14 games. The next year, he played 16. Then 15. Then 16. But after 1998, first of all, he was never the same. He only played four games in '99. He only played five games in 2000, and he only played eight games in 2001. So his career hit a wall. But he's a Hall of Famer based based off of basically four seasons. Yeah. Right. And so you, if you split him in, split his in half, no way is he a Hall of Famer on either side of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? You take, if you take him and split it down the middle, um, just because of longevity. Yeah. And so to me, you're looking at what Tom Brady's done, and to be excellent on both sides of that, yeah. To have three Super Bowl wins on both sides of that. To have four Super Bowl appearances on one side of it and five on the other. This is ridiculous. It's right? yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, and think about this. Brady's what, 41? Is that right? Yes. Terrell Davis is currently 46. <laughs> and he's been retired for <laughs> like as a long. He's been retired for as long as Brady's been playing, basically. So. 
there, yeah. And so, and, but you look at even great athletes like that are getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame now, right? Um, Mariano Rivera, he's another one. He was excellent on on both sides of that that mythical or that that fictitious fifty percent divide. Yeah. Um, Derek Jeter, you know what? Probably not. I th- I would say Derek Jeter from his first half, sure, but his second half. I'm not really sure about that. Yeah, the second right? half was kind of on borrowed time with his legend that he developed, right? You know, right, correct. <laughs> but he was, but he was, but he is a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, from his first half, not his second half. Do you think he'll there be others that go that go out? Peyton Manning, I would argue, from his second half, not his first half. Oh well, Manning. Let me look at his career because yeah, he had a rough rookie season. I remember that, and then he um, picked things up after that, but. His first anyway, year. So, so they, yeah. it's just an interesting. I want, I want everybody to think about that and really kind of come up with some fun stuff. Nice, that was yeah. good. It's 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 a fun it's a fun question to, to to mull over. Absolutely, yeah. There's very few players with the longevity of, of Brady. That's for sure, especially in the NFL. So, yeah, very impressive. And obviously, uh, or an even or an even even if you only play ten years, could your first five and your second five have both do- been? Hall of Fame worthy, uh, you know, were you good for an extended period of time? I think that's a, that's a kind of a, a fun question. Do yes. you think if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, he should retire and go out on top because it's such a rare thing to happen? Or do you think he should just keep going because he's, he's clearly – Should he? Yes. Should he? Yes. Okay. Is he going to? No. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can say with all with, with almost unequivocal knowledge, yeah. no, he is not retiring right. after he wins, if he wins. It's just not happening, nor is Belichick. The one player I think does walk away regardless of the outcome is Rob Gronkowski. Right. Uh, I, th- I think just from a physical standpoint, I think he's just spent. I think he's going to ultimately end up um, – he's going to ultimately end up walking away. Not right away. No one's going to disrespect the team and, and, and the Kraft family uh, to, to try to make it about them in the immediate aftermath of a win or a loss. I think you're going to see a play out a lot like last year. And you know what? If I'm the Patriots, I'm telling Rob Gronkowski to wait until announcing anything until after the draft, right, so that they can go after what they need in the draft without anybody thinking that that's what they have to go after and then blocking them from doing something that they need to do. Are you going to be going, to the, are you going, to, be going to the Super Bowl yourself or – no, no, we've got uh, so we uh, have a limited number of people we can send. Uh, sure, you know, finances are, are a lot different in this business than they used to be, and all that. So, Understood. Yeah. Um, I had I had the chance to go. Uh, uh, you know, we could have gone, um, uh, but I chose instead to add a, a fourth writer to our our team mm-hmm. uh, that can get us more content. So we'll have a lot more content for you uh, coming at, at at BostonHerald.com, but it's not going to be from me specifically, at least not from on site. I'll be uh, doing the. Uh, Editing and aggregating here from uh, from Boston. Gotcha. Okay, so you'll be watching the game on TV with with the rest of us, then I guess. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll make special provisions in the newsroom that it's not just a TV. Let's just put it that way. Oh, all right, nice, interesting. <laughs> so it'll probably be multiple TVs spread out over the newsroom. <laughs> nice. There you go. Um, so I know you keep, still keep track of the hockey scene up here, or the high school sports scene, kind of in general, right? Um, uh, Lewis and surviving. They're still they're still undefeated. In fact, the boys and the girls are still undefeated. Um, how, you know, is is this going to last for the boys? Because it seems like you know they've lost some key players, whether it be the injury or guys who who graduate or transferred. Yeah, you know it's it's funny to watch Lewis and it, it reminds me a lot of what the Patriots have done. Right? Yeah. It's, it's the cast of characters for the most part has changed over time. 
there's obviously a lot more turnover in a, in a high school level because you have to turn over because you age out. Um, but what they've been able to do despite that, plus the, the transfers to prep schools uh, and such, uh, has just been incredible. Uh, now, that said, this because so there was two years, the first two of this little run that they're on, really the first one, was they had an unbelievable knockout team, right? Um, the first two. Um, and, and last year was a little bit more of a grind, and probably I would consider their best in terms of overall team play and coaching um, to win because they didn't have the ultimate superstars that they had those first couple. Um, this year is, even I think, even better. Yeah. Because they're, do, they're doing this. Uh, now with guys that, that, and because they've been so successful, a lot of these JV kids aren't getting the varsity experience until they become juniors and seniors. And so you're not getting guys, like those first two championships in this little run of theirs were done with players that had played varsity for three and four years. Mm-hmm. Um, they grew through they grew through some growing pains at the varsity level. Because they got so good and because then all the upperclassmen um, there's a lot of players that won a lot on JV, but a lot of players haven't played varsity, and for them to continue winning like this is just impressive. Now, you're going to have a lot more close games like they did this past week against Edward Lillard, for instance, where they got down 2 nothing before coming back to win uh, in the last uh, couple minutes there. Um, and uh, But to me, they've gone, they've gone on the road and defeated Falmouth. They've gone on the road and defeated Bangor. Those are two big wins right there off, offhand that I can see. Um Big one, obviously, to, uh, to, to this this weekend uh, against St. Dom's. Um, oh yeah, St. Dom's. No matter no matter how good or bad either team is, St. Dom's always gives them trouble, and it's that much more fun when both are good, and they are both good this year, and it's fun to to follow and see uh, when both teams are playing so well. Uh, to have uh, talent on both sides, the goalies have to be on on their guard, which in many many other games for them they don't have to be. Right, if you're playing. The eighth place teams, the ninth place teams. If you're St. Dom's or Lewis, and your goaltender is getting eight, nine shots a game, that's no good uh, for consistency's sake. So it's tougher for them. And so to have a test game, test like against Edward Little the other day for Lewis, and for uh, St. Dom's to have to have played uh, some some of the teams that they've played recently uh, to get a little bit more of a test before this, that was good for them. And uh, they're going to see uh, both see uh, some good stuff tomorrow, and it'll be interesting to see how everybody reacts and. Uh, in a game like that, especially the big rivalry game where Lewiston is still undefeated, there'll be a little bit of extra chip on that Saints shoulder, I think. I'm curious, you know, now that you're in Boston, if you've gotten a chance to watch most, you know, Massachusetts high school hockey and how it compares to what we have here in Maine. So I've seen two games this year so far. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen two, which is a lot more than, than most, honestly. I mean, most people here are going to, you know, the college games. Beanpot's coming up in a couple of weeks. Everybody's uh, you know, talking about where BU, BC, Northeastern, and Harvard are at. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of college hockey, a lot of junior hockey. So high school kind of gets overlooked a little bit down here. Okay. Um, uh, but that, that said, um, the game that I watched, I would say, for the most a good high school. I knew saw some of the crossover, right? Lewiston played BC High a couple of games this year. Um, uh, you've seen a couple of teams go down. I actually watched Thornton Academy play here in Massachusetts against Reading. Oh, nice. Uh, against Reading High School, and so I got to see that. I think if you took, I would say, Lewiston's team from two years ago when they had Jeremy Rancourt and Cole Willett, and they were the easily the best team. They won the state championship by multiple goals, uh, and it wasn't even close. That team would compete here with the top eight, nine, ten teams in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for the most part, most main high school teams, even the top programs, would probably here be somewhere more like the second 15. Like if you divide, if you had a top 15, a 15 to 30, mm-hmm. a 30 to 45, whatever, you could see the top, maybe the top two or three main teams would probably be in the second 15 here, and then everybody else would fall below, way below that. Gotcha. Um, there is just is there is an uptick, a higher level of play here uh, in the mass high school scene. Not taking anything away from main scene, it's just different. There's more people. Right. Um, obviously, there's there's as much of a tradition, but with more people all the way through, and so it's just uh, uh, wider spread, and and uh, people have a chance to to be uh, in the sport uh, competitively for longer uh, because of the way everybody's brought up here, and so it's, it's not better or worse. It's just different in, in that level. For sure. All right. Well, before we let you go, stories coming up uh, this week uh, or next week, I guess I should say, on Boston, bostonherald.com we should watch out for. Well, other than the Super Bowl stuff, of course, bostonherald.com slash Super Bowl, which yep. will launch. Uh, uh, now it might be closer to one now that I've been on the phone with you uh, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Delayed the launch. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have that up this afternoon. And uh, uh, we'll, also, we'll also have some, some Red Sox stuff from – so last week was the winter weekend down at Foxwoods, and we got a lot of good stuff out of that. Uh, so we'll talk uh, some news here that uh, Tyler Thornburg maybe looked at as a possible closer. Uh, so we'll have something on that this week uh, from uh, our uh, baseball writer, Jason Master Donato. Um, we've got uh, uh, the Celtics, of course, with a huge game tomorrow against Golden State here in Boston. Oh, yeah. uh, so we'll be all over that this weekend. Um, they've been on a roll, but they've been kind of playing the dregs of the league. So we'll see how they, they stack up at home against uh, a team that everybody expects them to be playing again in June, right? So we'll see how uh, how that, that shakes out. Uh, the Bruins are on all-star break. David Pasternak out there. Uh, all-star skills tonight, all-star game tomorrow. But they're on break otherwise. We'll kind of have a, a, an all-star game break uh, breakdown of what the Bruins are, what they need, what they should be like, um, and what, what to kind of grade them on their season so far. That'll be coming out next week as well. Awesome. Great. He is the sports editor of the Boston Herald, Justin Pell- Justin Pelletier. Pardon me. Follow him on Twitter, jpel915. Justin, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List. Appreciate it. You got it. Take care, guys. Take care.